0: Are you looking to grow revenues, increase profitability, or obtain financing? If so, you came to the right place.
1: Running a business is all about leadership. How do you become a better leader? learn from the successful entrepreneurs and business owners how to lead your organization more effectively that's why we created leadership live at 805 talking small business to help you succeed with your host andrew frazier business growth pro and cfo and founder of the small business pro university Every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern, we're joined by experienced entrepreneurs and business owners who share their secrets to success via live stream. Also, every Friday morning, we release a new podcast episode. Either way, you will learn about developing your business leadership skills from our roster of highly performing guest experts. Leadership Live is one of the many valuable resources provided through the Small Business Pro University, empowering business owners to learn, profit, and grow. Find out more at sbprou.com.
0: good evening and welcome back to leadership live at 805 i'm your host andrew frazier and excited to be back hanging out with you talking small business once again um you know as you know to be a successful business owner uh it's all about leadership um your business can only go as far as you're prepared to take it Um, so that's why we created the show that's why um, we take the time out to have you get a chance to meet and learn for, uh, from other business leaders about how they've become successful, and you know some of their expertise, so that you can take it, take from there, and utilize it to be more successful with your own business. So um, each week we have a different topic, we have a different guest. Uh, this week's topic is the fastest way to seven figures. Our guest is Philip F. Smith, and um, you know those of you who have read my book and know about me, um, one of the first questions I ask business owners is, what is your most important job as a business owner? Because most times, you know, if you don't know what you need to focus on, you're not going to be as successful. So as a business owner, your most important job is selling and marketing, something that you should be doing every day. And I'm excited because our guest, that's what his expertise is in so uh, i think there's a lot of valuable things that we can learn and i'm um, really looking forward to chatting with him about um, things that he's learned and strategies that he utilizes to sell and market more effectively good evening philip how are you doing tonight amazing how are you great great welcome to the show um, appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to hang out with me this evening
2: of course now this is great appreciate it
0: OK, excellent. Excellent. So, you know, you've had several businesses that you've grown successfully and, um, you know, each time, you know, you've been able to grow them faster and easier. Um, and, you know, one of the key things that drove that was sales and marketing. So, um, you know, definitely we all need to know that secret. So I'm glad we get a chance to try to unlock that, figure out how we can utilize it. But before we get started, uh, if you could take a few minutes just to uh, talk a little bit about your journey, some of the key milestones and key things that you learned along the way, and then um, we'll spend some time chatting about the the main topic.
2: Sure, Uh, you know, it's, it's funny when you just said that it kind of reminded me when I when I first started my career and I would put out my resume, you would expand it and make it sound like you had more experience. Now I want to kind of shorten it up because, uh, to say that I've been starting my first business 25 years ago, just makes me feel really old. Uh, every time I say it, but 1998 started my first company in the web hosting industry, selling dial-up services. If you can imagine thinking about that today is crazy. But seven years later, that was the biggest struggle. We finally sold the company. It took us about three years to actually sell it very, very difficult time. Uh, but it really taught me a lot of stuff for the future. And after that, uh, in 2006, I said to myself, if I can help companies make money, I will be able to make money. So to make a long story short, uh, I started a consulting business, sold it in 2010 to an investment fund. I joined the investment fund to help their internal companies at 17 at the time. We grew the company bigger, sold it again in 2012. One of the coolest thing was uh, the main investor that ran a fund, his name was Jim Estel, one of the first investors in BlackBerry. Guy made almost like a half a billion dollars off that one investment. Really nice guy from the Toronto area, and he literally with one phone call sold the company. You know, it, and it, that boggled my mind at the time. But that's when I started realizing I got to put myself around the right people, right? So. We all know that now, but when it actually happens, it's really cool. So I sold the company again, and then uh, in 2012, I started doing more, some consulting, and then that's when everything really changed for me. I figured out the lead generation business and owning data, and 2014 is when I really jumped into that with two feet. I dropped everything. Literally April of 2014 is when I started learning the industry, and October of 14. I started my, did my first Facebook ad, first Facebook ad October 14. And what I realized was that once you figure out how to generate leads and monetize them, it's very, very scalable. You just spend more money to make money. And by December of 14, just within 60 days, I was reaching six figures a month. And that's just how it's been ever since. And, uh, I've stayed a small company, still a one employee company to this day. Uh, but it's been a been an interesting journey understanding the lead generation world okay
0: great Thank so you. um you know definitely you know you've gone from you know different types of businesses but really at the core of it it's about creating value for others helping them to either make more money or be more successful um yeah so excellent so you know you talk about lead gen. everybody's heard the word but not everybody fully understands what it is you know just like i ask people the definition of marketing and they're like well i know what marketing is but i don't really <laughs> but i can't really explain it to you so if you could sort of talk about what lead gen really is and why it's so
2: important it's funny i was literally asked this exact question yesterday so the, the it's the marketing world is the broader term, right? Every company needs to do marketing. Marketing could be your brand marketing, could be direct response marketing, could be any type of marketing out there, right? But when it comes to lead generation, it's very specific to obviously generating a lead for a business. So for example, if you're a mortgage company, you need to generate a lead for someone interested in your services. You know, someone like Amazon or even like a restaurant, they don't really generate leads, I mean, Amazon technically kind of does, but they just have, they just do obviously brand marketing, right? A restaurant does their local marketing, maybe mailers, whatnot. They just want to drive people to their restaurant and build a relationship with them and build their brand around that area that that restaurant's in. But a lot of nationwide service companies that we deal with, so the insurance world, the mortgage world, the lending world, you know, solar uh, could be nationwide. So there's a lot of industries that are more nationwide, which is what I concentrate on more than anything else. All those companies, they need leads. And when a company generates leads, it's not just about generating that one lead of someone looking for your service or product, it's about the entire funnel. So if someone generates a lead, it's about generating a lead, getting them you know interested in your services, going through the sales process, whether it's online, over the phone, And then you have your lead nurturing, your drip campaign. So it's understanding the entire funnel from A to Z. And that's where companies make the biggest mistakes is they concentrate more on one thing. Like, for example, someone just hit me up today and said, I just want to do SEO. I'm like, all right, well, that's great. You can do SEO and get to the top of Google. But then what? What happens when someone does see you, clicks on your your link and goes to your site? What happens then? So a lot of companies kind of miss the fact that they need to understand the full aspect of the funnel from from beginning to end and that's really where you're going to have your most successful campaigns and that's why certain companies obviously outperform others uh in the in the online marketing world but lead generation is so specific to just generating leads for any type of product or service
0: okay so you know i guess lead generation the big piece of it is it's sort of like almost the first step in the funnel or one of the first steps in the funnel when you're um and you know when you're generating leads um you know, a lot of people don't think in terms of that especially small business owners You know, a lot of times they're gonna they're, they think i need to hire a salesperson um and most cases that's not successful um and you know, it may be for a variety of reasons, but, you know, one of the reasons may be that the salesperson needs leads to even be successful as a salesperson. So what's the difference between sales and lead gen, and, and what are the key skills that are needed,
2: uh, or that are, that are most important
0: in each of those types of roles?
2: <laughs> it's funny, uh, dealing with salespeople is definitely not my specialty because, uh, I feel like they just like to make they, they like to blame the leads right oh the leads aren't good this is right i can't uh, i can't sell anything so um yeah you know every company's gonna be different right in in terms of what they what they consider a lead or a filter lead or or whatnot but i have to tell you i had this conversation just this past uh an event i just went to last week where there was a guy there that had 120 employees but he had about 25 salespeople because what happens is when he did his marketing, his lead generation, he just let the lead go in and just schedule a call. So now his sales guys have to sell everything over the phone from scratch and try to filter out those leads over the phone, where for me, I never really understood that. So what I would do for our stuff, we would generate leads, push them through a a video first, everything's through the funnel, everything's through videos. The video will filter them, filter the lead out, make sure they can actually afford the service, make sure they're interested in the service. And then at the end, you need a lot less sales guys. So for example, our two companies do very similar revenue, right? But I maxed out of five salespeople where he had 25 salespeople. So that's kind of like the difference. He has a lot more employees because he does a lot of other stuff. But just in terms of salespeople and revenue, it's actually pretty similar, which is funny. But that's just the difference between generating the leads and actually qualifying the leads for the salespeople. now of course what you're selling and a type of product service and the salespeople, what you need in terms of the actual um what the salesperson needs in terms of experience that's going to be different across the board you know our service can be different than somebody else's or products or whatnot so that's a that's a totally different world but in terms of the type of lead that you need for your uh company that's going to be the game changer. So this is what typically happens. A company generates leads and they just put their ads out there. They really don't know what exactly they need and the filtering that they need for that lead. So they're just putting, you know, throwing a bunch of stuff against the wall and hopefully something sticks and salespeople usually get frustrated. You have high turnover or whatnot. I've been working with the same salespeople for like five years. So we've been very, very consistent in a lot of stuff that we do because hours that we make it so much easier for them to actually close deals. So again, everybody's going to be a little different, but for us, it's about understanding exactly what that lead needs to be. So I'll give you a quick example. One of the things that we do when we have someone run through a video at the end of the video, we have them fill out a form and we ask questions very specific in what they want to do with the services. So for example, we ask, how quickly do you need these services? And 75 to 80% of our sales comes comes from someone saying ASAP, and that they have enough income or revenue to afford the services, right? So depend on the price point, depends on the revenue needed, right? Or the income needed. So those two things alone, those two questions by themselves, 75 to 80% of our overall sales. So the sales guys obviously hop on that very quickly, where they schedule a call, they reach out to them. And we basically push all the other leads aside at first, concentrate on those. And it just it was a game changer once we implemented that a couple of years ago. So once you start learning, like what you need in the filters in your leads, it's a game changer. So a lot of companies don't really know that answer. So they're all over the place. But the companies that know what they're doing and are successful typically figure that out.
0: Okay, great, great. So um, so you've already been impressive because um... You already may have a client. Somebody wants to work <laughs> with you. <laughs> so, and, and we've—it's it's only been like 15 minutes. So, imagine what's going to happen by the end of the show. Um, so, you know, this is excellent. You know, one of the things I always say is um, both marketing and sales are your most important job. But the better you market, the easier it is to sell. And if you get good enough at marketing, you you almost don't even have to sell anymore. Um, and I think you know with your process of qualifying the leads, um, that makes a huge difference. Um, you know, you could spend a whole bunch of waste a whole bunch of time and money um, on marketing trying to um, convert people, but the wrong people. Um, so you know, how do you like, do you work with the company to figure out who the right lead is? You know, what is your when you're working with the businesses? What is the, you know, what is the process that you use to be able to figure out how to do the best job possible for um, generating leads for them?
2: Yeah, so <laughs> first thing we need to do is just figure out where they're at. And I'll, and usually when we ask companies certain questions, they don't know the answers. And that's what I was saying before. Where, usually we have to figure it out depending on what we're doing for them so i actually had someone reach out to me today i asked him some questions and he just had no clue no no clue about his cost per acquisition his lifetime value of a customer you know all that stuff but you need that once if i had more information then it's easier to go figure out what we need to do for them or how to help them or point them in the right direction but at the end of the day at the end of the day we need to. Put all the pieces together for the funnel, right? So think about, think about it just a puzzle, and you need all the pieces. But if someone only gives you, if a company gives you ten percent of the funnel, ten uh, percent of the puzzle, now I, I got to put together ninety percent. So the more that the company gives me and knows their answers, and the more I can help them, right? So, but typically we don't have a lot of, a lot of the answers. We we have a small piece of that puzzle, so we got to put it all together. And I like to work backwards, so. You start off with what they're selling, how they're selling it, sales guys, no sales guys. Um, you know, They wanna sell over video. I like to sell over video. Uh, and I don't have a lot of sales people, like I said, I don't deal do a lot of sales people. I like to sell over video. And if you're really, really good at marketing and sales, then yeah, you don't really need a lot of people on the phone banging away, right? People will just buy from you just because of the brand marketing you're doing or whatever. But we look at the company, see where they're at, see the price point of the product we kind of already know what conversion rates should be in my world with a lot of services that we sell we're going to live in that one to three percent conversion ratio because of the depend on the type of lead we get right so if we're doing facebook ads google youtube you're going to live in that one to three percent typically right if you're doing referrals then it's that's going to skyrocket so of course it just depends on what you're doing but if a company says, all right, I want to do this type of marketing, and I have this is the product or service I want to sell. We already kind of know what the conversion should be. And then we understand how much they're charging. We kind of already know where their lead cost is probably going to end up. So we can kind of guesstimate a lot of the stuff just on lead cost, conversion ratio, sales process. And then I can look at a a website, a funnel, and be like, yeah, this needs a lot of help, (laughs) which typically that's the answer. Or it's actually, you know, not too bad. We can, we can work with this, or maybe they are doing a, a, a really good job and we just need to drive more leads to them. So it's funny. I, I used to sell to, uh, I'll give you a quick example. I used to sell a lot of leads in the business zone space, generate over a million leads over the years. And what I realized after a while is that the companies that didn't have the automation setups, so what I mean by that, I would generate a lead, send it to their CRM and their, your call center would basically automatically pick up the phone and dial. If they didn't have that in place, they, that company never bought lead for me more than once because they just didn't have the process in place to be successful. But all the companies that did have that in place, they would keep buying. So again, just understanding what companies would have. So I would now educate the companies on what they would need to do to be successful. If they wanted to start buying leads, cause that's a different world you know, in that type of marketing. But yeah, when I talk to when I work with a company, I like to work backwards, and I need to start figuring out, you know, their their funnel, and guesstimate whatever we can, and then look at it and say, is this actually going to have any success or not? Like a lot of companies come to me and I, and I just tell them no, like, listen, you're probably not going to be successful. This is a really bad idea. I don't see how you're ever going to make a profit and then scale this with what you have, you know, what your conversion rates are going to be your profit margin, etc, etc. And a lot of companies sometimes just have to either go a different marketing route, or maybe even just increase their prices. We actually one of our services, we tripled our prices this year, just because lead costs skyrocketed. And we actually didn't miss a beat our conversion ratio stayed exactly the same. It dropped a little bit, but good enough, where it didn't really hurt us at all. And we were totally fine with it. So sometimes, just charging more money for your services, you know, could be the answer. I mean, obviously, a lot of companies have done that with everything that's been going on. But there's a lot of different ways to fix, uh, fix the problem. Okay.
0: Um, you know, it's good that you talk about pricing. Um, you know, there's a lot of times business owners, um, you know, actually are afraid of numbers you know the the second chapter of my book is or third chapter is you know what is your greatest fear as a business owner and working with over a thousand business owners you know they tend to not use numbers when they're doing things and thinking of things but lead gen is is really a numbers based um activity sales is really a numbers based activity because you know if you don't know your numbers um how do you know how well you're doing um so talk a little bit more about, you know, what are the key, some of the key numbers and how do you look at them? Like you, you talked about lifetime value, what is that? And how do you calculate that? You know, what are, you know, um, cost of acquisition? You know, how do you figure that out? Why is that important? Um, you know, just a little bit about that, because, you know, I think a lot of businesses lack the analysis that they need to be able to achieve the success that they
2: yeah, that, that's funny. That's a good point. Um, it, Because I was at that investment fund and because I was part of now total nine acquisitions, I've been part of five companies I personally built and sold, but being part of all that was a great education for me going forward because understanding how to put all that stuff together was a big game changer for me. And being part of that fund was a big game changer for me, just learning the investment side of the uh, you know business. But when it comes to this there's two couple different ways to look at it right like our business when we generate leads in the first 30 days we're only going to get about one percent maybe a little bit more we're going to convert about one percent with one of our services but over three months or so we should get closer to three percent so a lot of companies look at the short term but they don't really look at that long term but if you are not good at your long-term marketing and building your brand and i will say if you asked this question years ago it would have been different but one of the most important things if you ask me today for any business owner you have to build your brand right i mean doing exactly this right here getting on tv all this other stuff you know, writing a book etc you have to start doing that right away and everybody should just A lot of people are scared that they don't know enough or they're not an expert enough, but don't worry about it. You just, just move forward and do it. It'll, it'll all come together and you'll be fine. But, um, that's one of the biggest things because now what happens is all that marketing that we do, send out emails, texts, live Q and A's, we do masterminds, it may take someone two, three months, or I've had someone literally show up at a mastermind that started following me in 2006, I mean, that just shows me, shows that I'm old. But uh, that's how long I've been building my list and doing this stuff. Literally 2006. I've had 2008, 10, 12. I had all the years up until then. But the, lo- the furthest one was 2006. And that's pretty much when I started. So it's uh, it's crazy. Like That's a really long sales cycle. You do not want to uh, survive on that. But you just never know. That data is so important. And a lot of companies stop marketing to their own leads, their own data. They stop it. It doesn't make any sense to me. You just got to keep going and keep marketing and keep building your brand and doing that, and everything will eventually come together. But to go back to your original question, you know, understanding your cost per acquisition, understanding your lead cost. So for us, you take your basic lead costs to do round numbers, $10 per lead. If I know that I'm going to close 1%, let's just say at a $1,000 product. Okay, I'm pretty much break even, right? after in the first month that's okay I'm happy with that because I know by month three I should double the triple my money on my you know original ad spend and make my uh you know two to three or one to two thousand dollars profit so if you you have to look at the long term you can look at it over six months a year two years if you really want to but we really just go out three months with our stuff so understand your lead costs your conversion ratio that's going to basically tell you what your cost per acquisition is going to be of course you have all your expenses with the company etc cetera, etc cetera. but that lifetime value now for us people will use our services they may buy more stuff they may not so now what we do we look at all of our clients uh through any service that we do we say all right you know what was that total revenue divided by clients now how much are we making per on average per client and that's our average lifetime revenue per client A lot of times the companies don't really look at a lot of things like that or look down the road because so they shortchange themselves and they're like, oh, that this actually won't work, but realistically, if they can hold on and push it out for two, three, six months, you know, it'll work out. My original hosting company, first company I ever started, it took us six months to make a profit, six months. So that was a very capital intensive business. And technically what happened was we grew ourselves out of business because we couldn't raise money. We couldn't get money. It was really difficult. And so we had to sell. We were just at that point in time. And it was a good time to get out of you know, the web hosting business in 2005. Uh, everything was changing at that point in time. But we would never be able to compete with the big guys that were coming down the road. But um, it took us six months to make a profit. But in that business, people stuck around for years. You know, So I know health insurance agencies uh, for like Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act, I just went over performing with somebody recently, and it took that person, um, yeah, about six months to to break even as well. Right around that five six month part, and then from there, but their their customers stuck around for eighteen months. So you just got to get past that point. So everybody's going to be a little different, obviously. Uh, if you're selling products, do they you know repeat buy? Right. Look at someone like an Amazon. That number is astronomical. Right. On how much money they're making per person. So everybody's going to be a little different, but you have to understand those numbers on the long, you know, the longer term, not just the short term, to really understand when it comes to to marketing, and especially paid marketing.
0: Okay. Excellent. So, yeah, I mean, I think bringing in the long term aspect is key. Um, You know, a lot of people go into business without much sales or marketing knowledge so you know and are out there winging it and that's why they don't really get the results that they want um but you know as you grow and make you know learn more um you know it's key and you know like like you um usually many businesses don't have what they need; they should have in place to be able to you know figure out the right leads um go after them and then do something with them afterwards Um, you know everybody knows you should have a business plan but if you ask people if they have a business plan most don't Uh, and you know most people and then even more important than your business plan is just your marketing plan section of the business plan which is really a lot of the question that um that you're you're probably asking people for when when you're starting out with them uh, one of the challenges many businesses have is figuring out who their target market is. <clears throat> so, you know, how do you perceive the target market and, and how do you help people figure out what the right target market is for for them?
2: Uh, yeah, I uh, it just so something just stuck in my head from what you just said. Uh, it just happened to me. So just let me throw this in there. So I was just at an event last weekend and uh, a lady at the at the mastermind said she spent $70,000 with a company that was supposed to generate leads that she's selling a franchise. So she's trying to find people to buy into her franchise and she spent 70 grand and got nothing out of it. And that kind of dovetails into they were obviously targeting the wrong people. Right. So I felt so bad for her. Uh, but how do you find the right people? Right, that's a totally different, you know, question and answer, which you we know, maybe we we'll talk about later. But uh, the target market, you know, it's it, most companies like like look at a, a restaurant owner. They start a restaurant. They're not a marketer. It's probably a chef, right? So if you're a mechanic or a plumber or whatever it is, construction, not everyone's a marketing company. Not everyone wants to become a marketer. They don't understand it. They don't want to know about it. Just like I don't want to know how to change oil in my car. Just, just do it for me, right? So, I totally understand. So, when we walk into a company to figure out the target market, we're just going to come down to whatever that business is, right? I mean, how do you figure that out? You really just got to dive detail into that company. So, let me just give you an example of something that recently happened. Um, take a take a mortgage company, right? Mortgage companies are pretty easy, right? You just go out there, start doing your marketing, start targeting certain keywords. So, so let me back up. It depends on the marketing you're going to do. If you're going to do Facebook marketing, that's display marketing. So your targeting is going to be completely different in Facebook because now you basically have to guess via Facebook on who should I put this ad in front of, and hopefully Facebook's algorithm helps you along the way and gets those right people right? So Facebook's more display. So now I have to go in there and say, all right, I want, and if Facebook doesn't give you what you need, like someone that's going to buy a house in the next six months, then you have to basically figure out how do I do this? Who do I target? How do I know if someone's going to actually buy a house in the next few months? If you go to Google AdWords, that's much simpler because it's, oh, you know, someone looking for a mortgage, someone looking to buy a house, right? You can, Narrow down to those specific keywords. The problem with Google is that it's going to be more expensive, always more expensive than Facebook because it's so easy to do that everybody knows the exact keywords. So I'm just going to bid higher, and the bigger companies typically went out. YouTube's a little different because with YouTube, you can actually do more like display type marketing. You kind of kind of guess who you want to do, but you can also do the keyword as well in YouTube and kind of do both. So a lot of how to figure out who the target market is, is actually the platform that you're going to use to do the advertising. Like, for example, if you're going to do mailers, that's going to be a little different because I just want to hit certain areas maybe that are people that maybe there's a lot of houses being bought or sold or whatever, you know, that's going to be a little different. Unless you're doing like a B2B, that you can just blanket an entire, you know, industrial park, right? So the platform is going to have a lot to do with how you, figure out who the target market is and how you target the market that the company is looking for. But obviously working with the company specifically is going to figure out who it is. And a lot of times, if it's something that we don't have experience in, we're just going to guesstimate, right? And just guess, all right, let me see who who this is going to be. But obviously we have the experience. It's a lot easier, but I will tell you something about these ad platforms that I've learned years ago, which is very interesting. A lot of times when you, A lot of companies come to us and say, I wanna be hyper-focused. I want the best lead ever. So in order to do that though, you have to really dive into detail of who you're gonna target on a Facebook, Google, YouTube, or whoever, but guess what? Your CPM rate, which is how they charge you, or your per click rate on Google, which is how they charge you, is gonna skyrocket, right? So you're gonna pay a lot more money to just put these ads in front of this specific person. But what we learned by accident one day is we ran an ad once completely open on facebook meaning we told facebook there's no filter not even an age just put this ad who in front of whoever you want and what happened was the cpm rate was so low and facebook's algorithm still kind of did its job that we were actually getting leads cheaper that was still the quality lead cheaper than we ever were before it literally was like cut in half and we were shocked and we're like wow this is so much easier. So, for example, we are running a campaign right now for the Affordable Care Act for health insurance on YouTube, and we're doing zero targeting, just age, just the age, and that's it. And it's working. Lead cost is between like eight and twelve bucks, and uh, we make at least eighteen dollars on that lead from the lead buyers. So, just give it kind of give you an example. So, a lot of times now, what we do is we just go in there, just leave, leave it open. And say, let's just see what happens. And if that works, great. If it doesn't, then sure, we'll try to get a little bit more uh, hyper focused. But way back in the day, I used to be complete opposite. And we used to try with the smallest circle possible and then work our way out. And then one day, and you know, of course, algorithms change over time, but one day we just stumbled into that. And it was a total mistake when someone put an ad up and just left it wide open and ended up being actually working. Uh, so that, that was very interesting. But um, so the sort of platforms have a lot to do with how you target people like LinkedIn is completely different, of course, because you're targeting businesses and and their actual title and everything about the business. Right. Versus consumers on all the on the other platforms, especially like TikTok, which is you know, a totally different world right now <laughs> and how you target and, and what works on TikTok. OK, OK, great. So so really there's a. a-
0: lot that goes into it in terms of the platform um also you know really who you're searching for um and you know, a lot of that comes out of your your marketing plan and your marketing strategy which way makes the most sense so um you know love the conversation love where it's going we're going to continue the conversation but we're going to take a break Um, Learn a little bit about a valuable resource for entrepreneurs and business owners, and then I'll be back talking small business with Philip Smith. Your business can only go as far as you're prepared to lead it. You need access to expert advice, important connections, and valuable resources to achieve your goals. What can we do to help? I created the Small Business Pro Network to help you to grow your business smarter, smarter, faster and easier by meeting you where you are along your journey from startup to scaling. We will help you to accelerate your growth, maximize your profitability, and create a sustainable business that can run successfully without you. But how do we do this? As a member of the Small Business Pro Network, you'll have access to private, in-person and online networking activities to build valuable relationships with important connections, expert advice and curated content to help you gain the knowledge you need to grow revenue and increase profit. And our proven proprietary masterpreneur playbook and weekly action plans will guide you along the critical path for creating a sustainable business that can run without you. Where can you get all of this for less than $1 a day? Only at the Small Business Pro Network www.sbpronetwork.com. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. Okay. All right. Welcome back to Leadership Live. I'm here with Philip Smith and you know, we're talking small business, talking about lead gen and how that can benefit your business. Um, you know, one thing that we alluded to a little bit, but I just want to dig into a little bit more is uh, not every product is a good candidate for lead gen, or maybe may need a different type of lead gen. Um, and a big consideration is your margins. You know, you mentioned that maybe you need to raise prices for the numbers to work, and most small businesses actually undercharge anyway. So that tends to be a good strategy. But um, talk a little bit about the margin structure and how you um, can determine whether, you know, what you can afford in terms of lead. Generation.
2: Yeah, you know, each platform is going to be different pricing uh, you know, or how much a lead costs and, you know, to get a lead. And obviously a client or a customer Uh, it also comes down to the quality of them. So I'll I'll give you an example. We, you know, we, we spend about $20 a lead on YouTube and Google about eight to $10 on Facebook, but we actually make more of a profit on Google and YouTube because it's a much better quality lead. So we, we tested out, uh, uh, um, oh my God, just totally lost it. Um, (laughs) <laughs> not Twitter, uh, TikTok, sorry. Uh, we we tested out TikTok. We were getting leads for less than a dollar, less than a dollar. I'm like, oh, wow, it's impossible for this not to work. Leads are less than a dollar. And it didn't work. Literally did not work. And I think it took like four or five months to finally make a profit, which is ridiculous. So the one thing that we've learned is this: these different social media platforms the mindset behind the person is completely different where someone on youtube is okay with watching videos maybe even long form videos linkedin you know business people they don't have a lot of time they're not going to watch an hour long sales video youtube facebook google youtube we can get them to do that Um, each platform is a little different in just the mindset of the person, how they even watch content on the phone. A lot of people on Facebook have it on mute. A lot of people on YouTube have the volume up, right? Just different in, in just how they are and how you would have to interact with them, whether you want to put captions on the videos or whatever it is or whatever you're doing. We've always learned that, uh, images work a lot better on Facebook than videos when it comes to ads, for whatever reason, it is what it is. Um, you know, you also, ugly ads are actually really good. A lot of people think they need a nice, pretty ad all the time. Ugly ads on Facebook work very well because it actually, when you're scrolling, you want to stand out. So when you see something like a yellow background or red text, you actually stop and look at it like, wow, this looks different. But when you blend in with a nice, nice ad and nice colors or whatever, it's very easy to scroll right past that. So these are just little things that we learned. Um, but when it comes to basically building out uh, any type of campaign and understanding all the metrics at the end of the day, it just comes down to each individual company that we work with and what their numbers are. Right. So if it's a company, you know, I dealt with a lot of companies over the years that we just can't even help because their profit margin is just too small, you know, or their product is too niche. You know, it's just too, like, uh, one company was like an ambulance, they sold ambulance products. And I'm like, you know, to target somebody who wants to buy stuff for ambulance is just too small. It's too much of a niche. So it really just comes down to exactly what they're doing, what their product is or their service, what their profit margin is, what they're paying the sales guys, if they are paying salespeople, just just how the entire infrastructure of the business works. And a lot of it, just a lot of companies just paid marketing and online marketing. Oh, pay marketing just doesn't work. They have to do more organic type marketing or get referrals. Uh, I'll tell you, a, a friend of mine who runs like, uh, an IT company where he manages networks. So he'll manage a company's network where they have five computers, a hundred computers, whatever. And over the years, I've always tried to help him generate leads, whatever. But I'm like, I really don't think this is going to work for you. I think you need someone just outbound calling companies which is great now. I mean, you can hire people out of the Philippines who speak good English, you know, and actually have them do it for you for like 5 bucks an hour. I mean, it's really not bad. But what happens is now you can um, you know, for him, that's what he did. So we spent a lot of time, I spent a lot of time with him trying to figure it out. I really didn't think online marketing would work. It didn't. Even LinkedIn was tough. You can automate some stuff and do outreach on LinkedIn, which could work, a lot of very time consuming. But realistically, at the end of the day, what he what ends up working for him is just contacting companies manually person on the phone trying to reach the right person and doing it that way that's just the certain type of service that he sells and that's how that worked because he just never generated enough leads through paid marketing the price is just too much lead cost is too much to get to finally that one person even though he did have does have a huge lifetime value of a customer he's just like it was just it was just too much uh, where it just didn't make sense for him like even like for us tiktok still worked at the end of the day it just took too long it didn't make any sense i'd rather put my time and effort into something else where you know we're gonna just make money faster so you know a lot, again a lot of this has to do with the specific company all their metrics across the board whether they know it or don't know it we can kind of guesstimate whether it's going to work or not and just go from there but i will not work with a company unless i'm 100 confident that you know we're gonna be successful with it and and i'll be honest with them and i'll say listen you know 50 50 shot or 80 20 or whatever and i'll just let them decide but we you know we just don't want to waste our time waste their time to just try to bring people on to help them with anything that we do but i will tell you a lot of stuff that we do with kevin harrington if you don't know one of the original sharks on shark tank he just took um Celsius, the drink Celsius, to a 15 billion dollar market cap. Totally different marketing strategy, right? So there's companies that we do work with that are larger that just need access, right? They need influencers, they need maybe some celebrities, or they just need different types of access with manufacturing or patents. So there's a lot of things that you can do with companies depending on the size, depending on the budget, and what they're trying to do. Where you just give them access to certain things like Kevin, his and everything that he does, and the people that he knows, and the things that he can open up for someone. And it's a total game changer. You know, he originally brought Flowrider, uh, you know, back, you know, back in like 2014, I think around, and they started doing commercials around the Celsius product. And that's how they kind of all started, um, you know, back in the day. And now that company obviously blew up. So, you know, it's not all just about walking into a company and be like, all right, how do we do paid marketing? You know, I've done partnerships with IBM, Intel, HP, AT&T. I've worked at 100 Flowers. I worked a lot of larger companies back in the day. I don't want to work with large companies anymore. They're too much of a pain in the butt. But there are certain things that you can bring to the table with companies that they never even thought about. Partnerships that you can put together, bring people to the table that can skyrocket a business. So there's a lot more to it than just paid marketing. And there's a lot of different ways you can help companies out. You know, outside of paid marketing, you know, so or any type of online marketing, uh, th- there's just a lot of different things that you can do. Just depending on the company, of course, and what their needs are and where they're at, and where they're trying to go.
0: Okay, excellent, excellent. So, you know, one of the key things is in life, and especially in business and marketing, the little things matter. You know, little tweaks that you can do can make a huge difference in your results. Uh, We talked about images work better than videos. So that just that little tweak could make a huge difference on your results. Ugly versus pretty ads. Um, You know, you you want your ads to be pretty, but you know, if you think about many of the commercials you remember, they're like the ones that annoyed you and you didn't like, because you can't get them out of your head because you saw them like 10 times, (laughs) the time you're like, I don't want to see this. (laughs) And it just sticks in your head. So, um, you know, so definitely the little things, but you, you started to talk a little bit about relationships and, you know, relationships are really the key to success in business and in life. And sometimes you have to invest in relationships. And I know you've made some investments in your relationships that have really helped your business as well. So, you know, what types of relation, you know investments have you made and why is it so important
2: um, to also
0: in, invest in relationships
2: yeah it's funny so in 2017 i was generating a lot of leads business loan leads at the time sometimes over a thousand a day so i had a lot of them and what happened was i said to myself i want to take these leads and i'm just going to try to sell them my own my own product my own service to them and give them a way to make money so i created a course and i said all right let me take this course and let me just charge a thousand dollars for it and i'll teach them how to do lead generation and how to basically just make some money from home in the business loans industry because they were business loan leads." so i said hey this is how you can help other companies get business loans so i just threw it together i i'm not the type of person that i like to sell things first and then build it later so I actually sold the course and I said to myself if someone buys it then I'll create it so someone ended up buying it in 24 hours and and then I four hours later I built the course I sent it to him and then that business kind of just took off so what happened was I knew that I needed to build my brand if I knew that if I want to go out there and start selling courses this is 2017 I don't sell courses anymore but we provide more services now But at the time I said to myself, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this type of marketing where I got to build my brand and get out there and put my face out there. I need to attach myself. So I actually spammed all the sharks. So Kevin Harrington, Damon, John, Barbara Cochran, all of them. And Kevin, Damon and Barbara Corcoran, the three teams I actually talked to. Barbara wasn't interested because they're obviously in real estate, but I ended up talking to Damon's team. Um, I ended up meeting him at uh, the conference, industry conference at that point in time. Really didn't go anywhere. Uh, Kevin's son actually lives 20 minutes from me and uh, they moved very quickly. But what happened was they asked me, Do you want to do an interview with Kevin? I said, Sure. And they they charged me $9,000. And I knew that would put me in the same room as him. So I went to Tampa, did an interview with them. I third my did my 32nd pitch or my elevator pitch he said sure I'm definitely interested eight months later we finally did a deal uh in September of 18 obviously it was in January of 18 when I did the interview but just me going and meet and telling people I was going to go it, be interviewed by Kevin that changed things for me at the time then coming out with the interview changed things and then doing the partnership with him obviously really changed things but what I learned at the time was wow i just spent money and put myself in the room with him and it was a game changer and people actually reached out to me saying don't do it uh, it's a waste of money and i don't like listening to people so thank god i did it but what happened was i knew in my gut it was the right thing to do so then i then i found out that there's these mastermind groups that i could pay and the first one i did was called war mastermind that was 30 grand a year there's a lot of money right not everyone has this type of money laying around of course if it's just starting out or whatever so you got to figure out how to get yourself in that room whether it's even someone like us you know we don't we only charge like two thousand dollars to come to our events not a lot of money at the end of the day but you have to look at it as you're investing it it's in it's literally impossible not to make a return on your investment when you're putting yourself in a room with people that can literally solve all your problems in in minutes connect you with the right people, or just educate you on how to get to that next level because we're already doing it, right? So uh, I did War Room Mastermind from 18 to last year. They shut it down. I get an email from Roland Frazier, one of the guys that ran War Room saying, we're gonna do a new mastermind with Damon John. I didn't even care how much it costs. And it was $50,000, five, zero, 50 grand. I'm like, done, let's do it. That, and my whole goal, of course, was to advertise the fact that I'm part of it, because that's a big thing with what I do. But as also my goal was to actually have a relationship with Damon and build that. I knew it wasn't gonna happen in a day or two days. I knew it was gonna, probably gonna take a solid six months to a year to really get anywhere, especially because I'm not gonna see him every day. I'm only gonna see him six times throughout the entire year. But the first event was March this year of uh, in San Diego. And he goes to everybody, Whoever buys two hundred of my books, book just came out. It was uh, it's a children's book for children's literacy, financial literacy. And um, whoever buys two hundred books, I will come to your office. I'll do dinner with you, lunch, whatever. I couldn't get up fast enough. I don't very, I don't move very quickly, but I move very quickly in that instance. He's like first ten people. So I got up, did it. it cost a little less than three grand or whatever it came out to be. And I didn't actually want to. I didn't want to do the meeting right away. Cause I want to be further down the road. I want to get further with him. So we had an event, I think it's July in Vegas. And then we had an event coming up just last week. So I ended up doing the event. Uh, the, the, we ended up doing lunch in Miami three weeks ago, two weeks before the event. I was like, all right, this is a good time. We already met him a couple of times now. Saw him. you know, got a little further, have access to his team. And so now we did it. And that two hour lunch literally catapulted our relationship with him. And the first thing that I, we said to him, well, first thing he said was, I want to make sure we have two hours. I want to make sure you guys have get everything you want out of me. You have questions, whatever it is. So we started talking and he said, you know, so what are you, what are you interested in doing? And we said, listen, we're just looking to do business with you. He already knows uh, I'm doing business with Kevin for five, five years now. They're good friends. And, um, and I explained a lot of stuff we we're doing with Kevin. And I said, we would love to figure out how, from a lead gen standpoint and everything that we're doing, how can we apply what we're doing with you? And he goes, this is perfect timing. And I knew once he said that, I was like, all right, this is going to be good. And one thing I'll say is that someone did a study on the top four uh, Fortune 500 companies. And the number one thing that they came up with on why all those companies were successful was timing. And that is so huge in business is timing. A lot of things that I did, all my companies was all about timing and why I became successful. And he said in January, we are building out all these new services where he's going to be doing, you know, for $1.5 million a year, you'll be able to work with Damon one-on-one, which is obviously a lot of money. Um, but they're going to have services down to all the way down to $5,000. So it's going to be all over the place. Um, but... Our goal was to obviously build a relationship, get further down the road. And that one, that one, two hour lunch changed everything. So for that extra three grand was a game changer, an absolute game changer. We just had the event last week in Miami as well. He had a private party the night before we met so many people there, big players in in the entrepreneurial world, his personal friends, whatnot. Um, I actually got an, uh, a video from Nelly Galan who used to be the president of Telemundo who sold it to NBC to tell to she basically made a video for us telling people you got to put yourself on TV you got to do what you got to do to build your brand you know for one of our services that we sell so that was huge um but just being there the networking of course the other people in that room is huge too right you want to meet who are the other people in that room so but spending the 50 grand the travel money that extra three thousand dollars for lunch that 50 to 100 grand is going to easily come back and just be, you know, tenfold. And I, any chance that I can get, I actually spent money to be in the same room with Sir Richard Branson for 90 minutes. It was through a a war war room. I think I paid five grand or 10 grand for that, somewhere around there. Uh, Just be in a room with him for 90 minutes. Got to talk to him. I actually got his, uh, assistance phone number um, I'm always just trying how do I get access to these guys uh, but any any chance I can get now that pay to play model put yourself in that room build those relationships that's going to be the game changer for you and of course it's marketing right so I put myself out there get a picture get some video whatever it's all it's impossible not to not to get a return on your investment so anytime I get those chances I do it um, and I my best advice for everybody is just figure out who is at that next level you you don't have to go for the stars day one you know but just get to that next level you know spend invest the money that you can spend there's plenty of free industry conferences out there you don't always have to spend money plenty of free stuff that's how i started i went to all the free stuff when i first started but then i started realizing down the road i was like wow i can actually pay you know just to just to be in the same room as you know the people that can help me and just the context that we got with damon or huge Obviously, Kevin. Everything we're doing with him has been an absolute game changer. So that has literally catapulted me over the last few years just by putting myself in the same room, you know, as uh, the right people.
0: Okay, great. Now that's huge. That's huge. Um, you know, of course, you're in the room with the plan, and yes. you know, thinking about how you can add value to others. So you don't just get in the room. <laughs> you gotta get in the room. With something that um, can be, you know, can achieve your goals and, and help other people achieve their goals. So, um, I do have a question for you. Um, let's see. So, Roberta is asking, "What are your thoughts on businesses that generate leads on commission?
2: Legit or sketchy?" Businesses that generate leads on commission i'm actually not really sure about the question um okay
0: maybe um well some come i guess
2: oh they pay out commission oh so they pay commission just because they generate a lead is that what you're saying is that what it is i think more
0: well a lot of lead gen get paid per lead right
2: do you yeah we uh, get paid per lead. that's how i do it okay so
0: so pay per lead is sort of standard then more
2: Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, I, I would. I would. So you have the agency model where you're charging for your time, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to run ads for you, whatever happens. But the it's basically called performance marketing, where I'm saying, I'm going to go risk the money for your company, I'm going to generate these leads on my dime, I will generate leads for you and you just pay me per lead, I'm going to make more money that way, because I can scale that I'll make more profit. And then when because I own the leads, right? I'm generating them, I can now monetize them other ways. So I'll give you an example. We're doing the Affordable Care Act, right? health insurance leads. That lead is being sold off to a company, we're making a profit. That lead is a subprime lead, right? Cause you have to basically not make a lot of money to get uh, the, the Affordable Care Act. So now that lead probably is interested in like free Wi-Fi, free cell phones, maybe some high interest credit cards maybe high interest personal loans, they probably have debt, right? There's a lot of different things you could do with that lead that you can offer them where I can sell that lead off or just promote other services to them, right? Maybe make affiliate commission or on a back end. So I like doing that because when I own that data, which is the most powerful thing you can own, when you own that data, you're going to be much better positioned to now make money off those leads down the road. And that goes back to me saying, I generate all those business loan leads, and I literally created a seven figure business off of leads I just had sitting on my computer. And I just started marketing a new service to them, and they just started buying it at $1,000 a clip, right? And that thing just blew up. So they, if I like to say, if you wanna make more money than a company, own the data that they need to grow. I've literally handcuffed companies, not on purpose, But I handcuffed companies because I owned the leads that they needed to grow and they paid a lot, a huge premium because of that. But I helped multiple companies actually get sold because of the lead flow that we gave them. So I got some interesting stories for you. Actually helped someone raise $50 million with Goldman Sachs because I was their largest lead provider for over almost two years. And they raised $50 million just because of leads. It's crazy.
0: Okay, excellent. Well, (laughs) as you know time flies when you're having fun so we're bumping up against the hour but uh, always before we close out I, I always like to make sure that you know we leave people with some key actionable steps and just something direct to focus on i mean we covered a lot of stuff and most people can only remember three things anyways so okay. what you know what what are three things that you think people should take away from this and be able to utilize in their business.
2: So I, I believe that every business owner should become a marketer. should understand lead generation, whether you do it every day or not, you need to understand it because I have seen people literally hire people have no clue what's going on and, and they could say, oh, it just doesn't work, but it actually does work. They're just doing it wrong. So for me, I've always been a control freak with my own companies. So I need to know everything that's going on. So if I outsource Facebook ads, I already know what those my lead costs should be, so that's number one. Become a marketer as much as you possibly can. It, you know that's just my recommendation. When you own data, right? You have your data, your your leads, your customer. Understand the concept of monetizing it in other businesses. I've had multiple. I've helped multiple companies add six and seven figures a year in revenue just because they took their existing leads, their existing customer base, and provided offered services to synergistic services so a merchant processing company he added seven figures a year a merchant processing company is generating all these leads and he just started providing other business services or offering other business services whether it's partners affiliates or whatever and he actually started he actually started building out stuff so he literally figured out which which services did his leads like the most and what paid out the most and he actually started building it as an internal service for his own company because then he's gonna make more money so think about that because that's really how you can scale. That's the Amazon model. What's Amazon doing? They're just building all these internal services and controlling industries now because they have everyone's data and they can just grow like that, right? So understand that concept of generating a lead, having customer data and monetizing it other ways. So that's the second one. The third one, I would say, always put yourself in the right room with the right people. If you're in the If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. I like to feel dumb when I'm in rooms um, and that's the best place to be and invest the money, like invest it in education, learn from it. Even if you don't make money with something, it's okay. You learn from it. You move forward. Don't think about it spending money. You have to have to have to take advantage of other people's um, willing to teach you and there's so much out there now But do your research, because there's also a lot of really bad people out there. So make sure you do your research on who you're willing to work with. Great. So, you
0: know, definitely a big fan of marketing knowledge and learning as much as you can about sales and marketing. Um, You know, in the Navy, you know, we say you have to inspect what you expect. But you can't inspect something that you don't understand. So before you invest anything, you need to know what you're investing in and what you expect back from it. Um, data is king, you know, um, you know finding ways to monetize it just like content, you know, repurpose what you have to get greater value out of things you already have. And of course, relationships, being in the right room, talking to the right people, um, developing the relationship so this has been amazing philip thank you so much for joining us tonight and sharing your knowledge and expertise um and you know hope you continue with all the great things and would love to have you come back you know um another time once once you've um uh, you know done done some more great stuff
2: and tell us about it so no, no i appreciate it thank you for having me it's been great
0: Okay, excellent, excellent. So I'm going to close out, but if you have a minute, a few minutes, to you know
2: hang out and we'll chat for a minute
0: after. So, sure. Okay, great. So um, once again, we had a great guest tonight on Leadership Live. Um, Philip's done some great stuff, and um, I've learned some things. I'm sure you have as well, and um, definitely be good to put them to work. Um, of course, we talked about a lot, so the you know, recording's still a bit going to be available. Uh, so feel free to tune back in to check it out, uh, and um, you know, I guess um, definitely, um, you know, getting good feedback. Philip, um, question about um, how to reach you? What's the best way? Um, is that LinkedIn? What, yeah, um, my, my um, website philipfsmith.com. Okay, philipfsmith.com. and and I'll put it in the in the chat as well. So
2: yeah, one l.
0: Okay. Yep. One out. Okay, cool. And um, so, you know, this week, next week we have another great guest and looking forward to it. So next week our guest is Wallace Santos. Um, He's CEO of Main Gear. Um, And Main Gear is one of the top gaming computers, gaming computer manufacturers in the whole country. So. based here in New Jersey, who, who knew? And um, we're going to talk about the making of a masterpreneur. Um, those of you who have um, checked out my books, my th- most recent book is the Masterpreneur Playbook. And it's really about developed a framework where there's really five key steps that you have to go through to go from startup to scaling your business. And he's actually gone through all those steps, the five key steps, and five levels of evolution that you have to go through as an entrepreneur and business owner so look forward to talking to him about that i think you'll learn a lot and um you know look forward to having that next week so hopefully you'll join us next week and um you know just remember at the end of the day the more that you know the faster and more successfully your business will grow
1: thank you for listening to leadership live at 805 talking small business Subscribe to our YouTube channel and to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Leadership Live is one of the many valuable resources provided through the Small Business Pro University, empowering business owners to learn, profit, and grow. Find out more at sbprou.com.